Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit burningdogradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Things were not going, I think, the way Paul thought that they would go. After all, he had worked very hard to make it to Jerusalem, and then after a great deal of chaos there, now suddenly finds himself rather in Rome, appearing in court before Felix the governor. For the Jews, the religious powers that be at that time were doing all they could to put Paul out of the game. Picking up in verse 10, now it's Paul's turn to speak, and he says, When the governor had beckoned him to speak, Paul answered, Because I know that you have been a judge of this nation for many years, I cheerfully make my defense, seeing that you can verify that it is not more than 12 days since I went up to worship at Jerusalem. In the temple, they didn't find me disputing with anyone or stirring up a crowd, either in the synagogues or in the city. Nor can they prove to you the things of which they now accuse me. But this I confess to you that according to the way, which they call a sect, so I serve the God of our fathers, believing all things which are according to the law and which are written in the prophets, having hope towards God, which these are also themselves look for, that there will be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. In this I also practice, always having a conscience void of offense towards God and man. Now, after some years, I came to bring gifts for the needy to my nation and offerings, amid which certain Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple, not with a mob, nor with turmoil. They ought to have been here before you, and to make accusation if they had anything against me, or else let these men themselves say what injustice they found in me when I stood before the council. Unless it is for this one thing which I cried standing among them concerning the resurrection of the dead, I am being judged before you today. Now you read that, it appears that Paul, well, would have made a fair lawyer himself. The difference in him and their lawyer is that he doesn't lace the facts with flattery and innuendo. In fact, he just simply lays out the information clearly and concisely. He simply tells the truth and is willing to let the chips fall where they may. You know, often we as Christians can get rather all intellectual in such discussions or debates, and most often when we do so, it degrades quickly into a personal sparring match. We love to attempt to show how smart we are, but God rarely blesses these wrong motives. You can read about how Paul come to know these uh, facts, Ephesians 6.19 and Philippians 1.27 and 1 Thessalonians 1.5. Let's face it, no one has ever intellectually debated into the kingdom of God. We don't find it in the Gospels or in our present day of witnessing. We are rather to share the simple gospel message. Now one may feel that Paul's approach was old school, maybe too simplistic for our day. But the scriptures clearly show us the power of such a message and how it can either be the rock of offense or the power of life transformation. Paul denied many of their accusations, but yet he clarified others. 
He told them that he had come to Jerusalem not to raise an army, not to conduct an insurrection, but to bring money to help the poor. (laughs) So he was guilty, all right. Guilty of compassion and guilty of preaching the resurrection of Christ. The fact that his accusers, the eyewitness of his crimes, were not there to testify concerning his wrongdoings, well, that was a very real judicial point of contention. After all, where were those who had the eyewitness issues with him? Verse 16 says, In this I also practice always having a confidence void of offense toward God and men. And there it is again, that statement where Paul says, Look, my life, my conscience is clear. Paul also said in this that he strives or practices himself to have a conscience without offense towards God and men. Well, what does that mean? It means that Paul understood a crucial element of the dynamic believer's life. If he was going to be greatly used by God, if he was going to be consistent and faithful in his service, that doesn't just happen. I mean, the Holy Spirit is faithful, but the question is, are we? The word strive or practice in the text before us, it means to labor or to take pains. Let's face it, so many of us want to be used by God, at least on some level, but not enough to put forth the cost and the effort that is required in order to see such actuality come to pass. We are so apt to want God to do it all. And you know what? He can, but he won't. He requires our participation. Inexplicable, yes, but true. Paul understood this, and he was thus used by God accordingly. Ephesians 6.19, Paul said, Pray for me, that utterance may be given to me in opening my mouth, to make known with boldness the mysteries of the good news. In Philippians 1, he says, Only let your way of life be worthy of the good news of Christ, that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your state, that you stand firm in one spirit, with one soul striving for the faith of the good news. Striving, again, it says. 1 Thessalonians 1.5 And that our good news came to you not in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with much assurance. For you know what kind of men we showed ourselves to be among you for your sake. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit believerstogether.com.